Welcome to another episode of this podcast. I know it's taken me a little bit to get this recorded, but it's been, well, it's not been an easy couple weeks. Um, Last night I had what I'm pretty sure was an anxiety attack, which presents very much like low blood sugar. Um, very jittery, um, racing thoughts, um, heartbeat was elevated. It was not the most fun I've spent recently, um, but it, um, probably brought on by, one, the deadline for the DFL coming up, and Uh, My husband Chris and I are leaving town to go to our big national conference for C's in Chicago. So that's been travel. I really enjoy traveling, but it does make me anxious before we go. Once we're at the gate to leave, everything's good. But getting to that point has been... uh, uh, traditionally gives me a lot of anxiety um, and kind of we're not going to get everything together I'm going to forget things what, that I need to pack um, that kind of stuff um, the house isn't in good shape for the dog sitters that kind of thing and it's been a little complicated by the fact that we have a new dog um, her name is Freya she is a um, two-year-old Aussie Border Collie mix, and in her first two hours of being with us, we discovered that she can fit through a five-inch gap in a fence. So that was an exciting way to spend uh, an evening. We searched for her for about five hours. Um, She had been picked up, and we managed to find her through a next-door connection. Um, She doesn't seem inclined to run anymore now that she's decided that this is her place. Um, I think Dally, our old corgi, well, I suppose not super old, but she's 13 and set in her ways, wishes we would take her back. But um, Freya came to us because it was us or the pound. So um, we've adopted her and she's um, learning how to play with the uh, border collie we already had named Lilu. But so there's been some anxiety about leaving all three and what if she gets out again and she's microchipped and she's wearing an air tag on her collar so those are good things but we haven't used these house sitters before so as you can tell with the kind of rambling this is what's going on it's a lot right now but it'll be good to go to Chicago see some family and um, hear some really good presentations and have a nice dinner but it is also basically a week where I'm not going to be able to work on this project or grading or all of these kinds of things. So I've really, really, really got to buckle down and come up with a timeline for getting things done. I did attend a workshop on Wednesday? 
probably Wednesday, about faculty burnout. And there was a lot of good advice and a lot of emphasis on how to practice self-care. And the more I think about this DFL, the less I want to focus on self-care. Because while a lot of it's very well-meaning and is dealing in some ways with reality more than what I want to do, that there are structural inequities that are leading to burnout that are not going to be wholly faced or fixed, then... I want to talk about what the structures that we exist in do to us and how we might be able to change at least small parts of them. So, and of course that also brings to mind that I'm really only speaking from a very privileged position as a full-time tenured faculty member not as a contingent faculty member, someone who's untenured, or a staff member. So I'm going to have to kind of weigh how we talk about that and how much is try to avoid me glibly saying, oh, it's fine. Disclose to your chair that you're having a hard time and need a mental health day. There won't be any consequences for that. Because, yeah, there might be. And it's not good for me to, you know, just kind of say that and say, well, everybody's situation is as privileged as mine is. Um, so that's a concern. Um, I've gotten a couple books. The Unraveling Faculty Burnout, that was the uh, major source for the workshop that I went to. And a different one that Interlibrary Loan got me um, I'll have to look up the title for the next episode, but it seems like a much more scientific quantitative investigation, and it covers faculty, staff, grad students, so um, people from a wide range of perspectives in different institutions. So I'm really looking forward to that particular book, and I'm going to take it with me to Chicago, because who knows? Maybe carrying it around will commit me to reading it. It could be. Um, in more productive procrastination, my very favorite thing, I now have two monitors set up on my desk at home, which is pretty impressive when you realize that my desk is only about three feet wide. So, or long. I don't know. It's only about a foot and a half deep. So, there is no more desk. There is only monitors. <laughs> so... But that's helping me do some of my scheduling work at home and keeping email up in just ways that make me feel a lot more comfortable working. So I'll try to spend more time in my office than I do on the couch, which will really upset the dogs. Couch time is sacred. And if you hear any tippy taps in the background, that's the dog circling my chair because it is 46 minutes until dinner but I really, really could be handing it out sooner, and they wouldn't tell. Um, but, yeah, so, self-care, hmm, it's not been great, but I'm working on it. 
Um, I'm going to try to do a little more exercise when I get back from Chicago. Um, but I am focusing on hanging out with friends and doing those kinds of things with people that nurture me and who are very, very supportive of me and the whole me, people I can be honest with. And that makes a big difference. Um, so that's kind of what's going on right now. I need to read articles. I need to do that kind of thing. One thing that did happen this week that was actually kind of interesting, my honors students seem to like to get ahead in class. We just kind of naturally talk about the thing for the next day. And we had what was functionally a free day. And I decided to use this as an opportunity to talk about mental health and just to acknowledge that life's hard. So as a class, we put the challenges that we were facing on the board and talked about them. And then they brainstormed ways that they had found to deal with the situations that were causing them stress. And that was a really good exercise. And pulling something from some cognitive um, science research uh, and embodiment, I had them write down three goals for the next week of things that they were going to do, well, really three plans, to make their lives simpler and less stressful. And I did it too which I think they really appreciated. And we talked about kind of the science behind like how handwriting a goal or a plan increases your commitment and your likelihood to do it. Um, and so um, I shared with them what my plans were and there are things that I probably need to keep doing, not just this week, but in general. Um, the first one was to come up with a timeline for my to-do list so it's not just this huge monolithic daunting thing. And the second was to cook dinner more because fast food never makes me feel good. It makes me just kind of crash on the couch and stare mindlessly at TV. And cooking really is therapeutic for me in a lot of ways. So. I like having that outlet. And the last thing, and I told my students this is really difficult for me, um, but it's something I'm working on, is delegating more to Chris. So instead of trying to do everything myself and not telling him what I need help with, this is something I need to do, and I'm going to do it by putting to-do lists for the house or things that we are involved in together somewhere visible like the refrigerator so that he can see what we need to get done for the coming time and he can help me out when he has time available. So that's that's the plan and um, I'm hoping that that will all be a big help. It's probably stupid to say, but I really didn't enjoy that anxiety attack. And if it happens again, I'll 
uh, call up the therapist um, for an earlier session, but it's... I don't even know if it's there's a lot that has to be done, but it just feels like a lot. Like, it's just sort of there, crouching over me, like the Sword of Damocles or something. Because things are, like, objectively going pretty well. Last Saturday, Chris and I cleaned house for seven hours, because we had been neglecting the downstairs a lot. <laughs> so... My office is clean and comfortable and tidy. Uh, the laundry room looks better than it's looked in literal years. <laughs> laundry is more or less caught up. The house is relatively clean. We're having people over and there's not much I have to do to get ready for that. And the house cleaning kind of does weigh on me some. Like, I think a lot of people feel this way. That it's just like an environment that you can't relax in when it's cluttered or covered in dog hair. Right, Dally? And Dally says, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're clearly crazy. But, yeah. So, that's kind of where we are now. Uh, also, I've been working on a DFL playlist for kind of the multimedia aspect of this. So right now it's just songs I listen to a lot or that make me happy when I hear them or that kind of speak to the way I'm feeling when I'm not happy. And I mean, it's very plebeian. Like, you've heard basically all the songs on there. There's nothing that's like a real deep cut, wow, and the serious music person. Like, music for me is about nostalgia and memories, and I like music that's comfort. And for me, that means I know all the words to it. Or I've listened to it so often that, you know, it's kind of committed to memory. Um, some of them are bands I've gotten to see in the last year or two. Uh, Bowling for Soup, one of my favorites, is on there several times. Um, Frank Turner, that um, Adam Dastrup introduced me to. Um, just uh, the some songs from the soundtrack to Sarah, So I Married an Axe Murderer, um, which Chris and I don't really have a song, but we have a favorite movie. And that's it. So um, that's some of those make an appearance there. But yeah, I'll keep adding to it and taking things on and off, but I kind of like having a diary of all of this process. So, I'm still here. I'm still holding on. I hope you are too. And I'll talk to you next episode. <laughs>